Yes, welcome back to Atypically Topical. I didn't mess it up. I'm so proud of myself. I so, totally. <laughs> I was like, so I was so in my head. I was like, yeah, but I can't fuck this up. <laughs> um, um, I'm Indy. I'm Josh. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing? No, I'm supposed to say that. Okay, sorry. How you doing? I don't care. How you doing? <laughs> How you doing? I'm doing, you know, just chilling. <laughs> you know how I be. Yeah, I know how you be. <laughs> um, but anyways, so today we're doing a kind of reverse episode. Yes, we are. And I think it's, like it's kind of like the Dalip has done something like this before, or mm-hmm. because one usually tells the other the story and then the other reacts. Mm-hmm. No, so we're doing something a little similar, I guess. Where I will be doing the historical thing. And then I'll be doing questioning Florida yeah, and, and the stuff. current and the food. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so. But yeah, before that, I, I mean, I guess not a lot uh, to catch up on Quarantine Corner. And there's mm. just, you know, right now the um, the men's or I guess men's and women's uh, college basketball tournament is going on, which is what kind of what our topic deals with, not necessarily college, but. Just um, the sport of basketball right. in general. Yeah, and surprisingly, we haven't done uh, just a basketball-centric one. I know we've done football, we've done sports. Um, yeah, because it's like like literally your job. Considering it's, yeah, my job, uh, it's a big part of my life every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we had to at least get one in, and this should be coming out around, I'm guessing, close to like the Sweet 16 um sweet 16 did you ever watch that show no that was on disney or something no that was on mtv it oh. was like how like kids did their sweet 16s oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah 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 wasn't it like like my super sweet 16 or something yeah oh, okay yeah then i do remember it but i never like watched it i just know it was a thing i probably watched like a few episodes but wasn't like oh my god this is the best show ever <laughs> yeah um but yeah, anyway, it's about time we do this just because, you know, for those that don't know it, I write full time about the NBA for my job, um, and specifically I, San Antonio Spurs, because we live in San Antonio. Yeah. And I have students that play basketball. There you go. That's, that's my only connection. That's your connection to it. Yeah. Because I had a kid, I just said, he was nine years old, and she like, she asked me if I could go to her basketball game on Wednesday <laughs> at 730 and I was like, I'll see. And that was the first time you had like met, yeah, right? Yeah, that's the first time I met met her. Mm-hmm. And then um, that's funny. And then she was like, she went. We um, went to get her Gatorade upstairs, and so when we were in the hallway, she was telling me how she's um, what'd she say? She's a she's a defender or something like that. Oh yeah. Uh, and even, uh, that's like a soccer thing. Maybe did she or, say her position. Yeah, the center. She said center, right? Was it I center? thought you told me she said center. Yeah, I think you said center. Which is normally for the tallest, but I mean, if she's yeah, she, like nine. she, yeah, she said she's short. <laughs> okay. Well, she's short compared to the other oh, nine-year-olds. She should be a guard then. I don't know. Oh no, yeah, she's a guard. She's a guard. She's okay. a guard. She's a guard. And she was like, "Oh, that's why you said defender." Okay, I, I get it now. Yeah, and uh, she was like, "You know, I know I'm small, but I'm the best defender or guard." on the team <laughs> and it's like i tell people to listen to me when i give them advice but they don't because i'm little <laughs> and i'm like okay let's go <laughs> yeah. so and then and then when, when i told her i would i would pick her up next week she was like can you pick me up on wednesday so i can remind you of the <laughs> game that i have 
She really wants you to go. Yeah, she really wants me to go. <laughs> but I, I, I probably won't yeah, go. Yeah, I probably won't be able to. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I grew up playing a lot. I didn't really do any actual in like with school or anything. But although I did do like the fifth graders versus faculty game <laughs> in elementary school. Mm-hmm. Back when I didn't know what a double dribble was. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, what is a double dribble? But I still dri- made the team. Can, do you have a guess? Well, I, I assume maybe you have to just... Triple it. What's well, a violation? So it's something you do that you shouldn't. That's a clue. Yeah. So maybe you have to have every dribble for every foot you land, every step. <laughs> every foot you land. <laughs> um, no. So double dribble is when you like you stop dribbling and then you start again. Like you're not supposed to stop and then oh, start. Okay. You have to either pass or shoot. It's also you know not very common in the nba at all but if you dribble with both hands you can't dribble with both hands at the same time it's weird and and i guess in a way you you might be lucky that it's reversed because i could have done like a quiz on what violations are <laughs> like a three second you had no idea what a three second violation is right uh is it when you're like throwing the ball in that's the five second oh, okay so you have five seconds to throw it in or it's turnover which is mm-hmm. just the other team gets the ball Three second is when you're in that, you know, that little uh, paint area or under the basket. There's a like a oh, you yeah, little rectangles. Yeah, the rectangle. You can't um, stand in there for like longer than three seconds, just because then people will just be camping in there to block shots. You have to like step out real quick and go back in, mm. or on offense too. Like I think they did it because maybe because of Shaq, so he would just stand there. They might have been before. I, I I just know they changed some rules because of how dominant he was. Mm. Um, it might have had something like I was a little bit before when I was really following it closely. But there was a few players that changed. Like they were so good that they had to change some rules, just because of how like it's like this is unfair. <laughs> um, but anyway, so yeah, we'll be getting into more basketball later. But since this is reverse, I know um, you have a. I got snacks next. A, a Japanese snack for us to try. Yes. Oh. You have not brought this one out. What is? I thought this was. Oh shit! I thought this one was the thing that goes in the soup. <laughs> what? No. Is, have we had this for a while? Yeah. That's oh, like. Shit. That's like. Well, one it's Pokemon. It's like an up. What? One, two, three, four, five, six. A he, he, oh, heptagon. Oh. Yeah. A heptagon yeah. shaped box. Yeah. And it's Pokemon. So this is Josh tries it. <laughs> but of course we're both gonna try it. Okay. Nice. Let me see. Yeah, I thought this was like a that but you have oh. the other thing that you were putting in the anyways. Yeah. Ahead. So it has a cute little shaman on it. <laughs> it's it's one of my favorite legendaries because it's so cute. So what kind of snack like a cracker? Uh I don't know. How about you try to open it and okay. I'll grab the box that I threw. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm just, she's trying to grab the, it's at the end of the couch, so I will try to open this while. I'm coming, hold on. Okay. Oh yeah, it does look like, looks ah, like, like baby food crackers. There's a little packet here. Yeah, oh, maybe a that's little, a sticker. It's like a condom in here. Um, a little blue Pikachu condom. It says something in Japanese. <laughs> I cannot Usually read it. on the ingredients, it'll say like. Well, because I think. This is the ingredients. Oh, oh. Right. no, yeah, oh, yeah, th- yeah, th- I see it now. Okay, see if it has a translation in like parenthesis. Pokemon snack pudding cracker. Oh, pudding cracker. Okay. Corn grits, palm oil, sugar, margarine, 
condensed milk, salt, yolk, powder. It smells like syrup. Something called clamshell calcium. What the hell? All right, here you go. Oh, so they're little uh, Pikachu heads. Oh, the little Pikachu, so cute. All right, let's try it. Okay. It tastes like honey. And it smells like syrup. Like smell mm. it. Oh my god, it tastes like syrup. <laughs> it's like the beaver nuggets from oh yeah from Bucky's. Mm-hmm. That's what it tastes like. Except Pokemon, so it's automatically better. Smell it, or he just ate it again. <laughs> <laughs> Put it straight down her mouth. <laughs> Try to smell it this time. Okay. But it smells like syrup, right? Yeah. yeah. It smells and tastes like syrup. Yeah. And it has the texture of like a baby food. Yeah. Not like but you with a spoon, but like the Yeah, like the little like soft puffs or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think this is a win. I yeah, I agree. I'm supposed to grade it. Oh, I'm sorry. But I think this is a win. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the little packet you had? It's right here, but we'll look at it later. I, w- I want to know what it is. Uh, it's all in... I think it's a sticker or something. But you gotta open it. I want to see what Pokemon it is. Oh my god. Okay, hold on. I don't even know if it's like... You're gonna have to use your teeth to open it. It's gonna be a whole deal. Yeah, it doesn't even have like a, a thing to... We'll open it later. <sighs> Fine. <laughs> oh, wait, who's, who's running this podcast today? Okay, well, do you want to just... You want to edit it too or what? Whenever <laughs> we have to edit this out, go ahead. Or if you want it to be bad... <laughs> all right well she actually opened it a lot quicker than i (laughs) just spit out the all right oh cool i'm sorry so it came with the uh, with the treat and it's a gengar oh is that a temporary tattoo oh it looks like it okay i know what you're doing later yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right cool so um yeah this is the time where i normally do a segment but you have something for me so yes it is time for questioning Florida. Okay. So this is from March 10th of this year. Okay. Very recent. Headline. Is the beer okay? Florida man hospitalized after SUV plows into convenience store. <laughs> and he asks if the beer is okay, I'm guessing. Yes. Um, a Florida man... <laughs> with a great love of beer, was hit by an SUV that plowed into the front of a convenience store. Um, there is a video. Sorry, the, the mic was like getting a little too close. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, the, there's a video of the crash. <laughs> oh, geez. Um, the video shows the man just walking out of the store with a six-pack of beer in hand when he's struck but in the head. Oh, he gets hit. Yeah, he is struck head-on by an SUV. Jesus. The impact knocked him back into the store as the SUV came to a stop in the doorway. <laughs> the 21-year-old driver reportedly told deputies she meant to hit the brake but missed. Oh. Which. Yeah. Yeah. That's usually a problem when you're driving. <laughs> you never want to miss one of the two pedals you ha- you have control of. And even if like, because my car has a brake too, that's kind of like like is like a pedal. Mm. But I mean, that's better because you just still be yeah. stopping, not pushing on the gas. You would just stop faster. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the man was taken to the hospital with injuries to his face from the glass breakage. He's expected to recover. No oh, good. Um, as first responder responders tended to him, the sheriff's officer, um, I'm sorry, the sheriff's office said he was talking and remained um, in unusually good spirits, asking <laughs> deputies if his beer was um, okay. <laughs> Priorities, right? Right. 
So I didn't. I guess it didn't specify the type of beer it was. Um, no, and I can't. You can't. I try to look for the video, <laughs> but there's only like a little like a um, screen cap or something, like a screenshot of it. So, right. yeah, I mean, I imagine it was Coors or something. I mean, if we're he's thinking 21. for it, well, yeah. no, 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 the driver was 21. Oh, oh, oh. we don't know. We don't know how old the victim. Yeah, but I mean, he looks he it looks like a white man. He's wearing <laughs> a, like a some kind of blue shirt and white cargo shorts hmm. with uh with just like tennis shoes so i imagine maybe he's at least 30 <laughs> just because of that yeah just just because like look at the picture he doesn't look like a young guy yeah it's i mean it's very blurry but yeah and it's showing the back of him yeah i can only assume so yeah, yeah. so that's uh <laughs> an interesting uh-huh. priority of things it's <laughs> not is my face okay is the beer okay yeah. He must have not been hit like too hard. I'm guessing. Well, I'm. I think a lot of it was just from the glass. Yeah. When the car went into the store. Mm. So. But. All right. Well, let's get into something. Um, I am not used to at all, which is you talking to me about basketball. Yeah. <laughs> so it was. This is the way I can force you to do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was very hard to. It was very hard to choose something to tell to you. Yeah. With all my knowledge, yeah. Knowledge without you knowing what, um, what I was talking about. You know what I mean? Do you like, think you found something? I think so. <laughs> um. So here, because as you know, there are basketball players from the United States that play overseas. Right. Um. So here are some crazy stories that players have told about oh, okay. about their times overseas. Nice. So this is from Ashton Gibbs. Hmm. Do not know that name. Okay. Well he um I think he played for like like he he was like in the practice squad for the the Nets mm-hmm. and then he just never made it. Okay. So yeah, th- then he played overseas. Okay. So he says, quote I had a Siberian coach and one game when we were losing about by about 10 points at halftime, the coach did something I've never seen before. He took a knee in front of one of my teammates and yelled, smack me, slap me in the face, smack me in the face, slap me. <laughs> I don't know what made him do that, but he was trying to tell us that we were playing soft. So he insisted that one of our players slap him in the face. <laughs> My teammate didn't smack him at first, but he kept yelling at him to do it. So he eventually slapped him lightly, and the coach yelled, Smack me harder, pussy! <laughs> so my teammate kept smacking him, but he was doing it pretty soft each time. Yeah. So the coach just kept yelling. Jeez. Finally, my teammate smacked him a little bit harder, and then the coach like let it go, because I guess he felt like he made his point. <laughs> that was... That was his fir- his halftime speech, calling us pussies, saying that we didn't have anyone tough on the team, and then insisting that we smack him in the face. <laughs> we lost. Yeah. So Shocker. Just like a weird way to react to your team losing mm-hmm. just hit me. Yeah. I wonder if he's like a masochist or whatever the, whatever the thing is that people will like, like feeling pain. Mm-hmm. Is that it? Masochist? Um... I think so. Okay. Yeah. So that's something 
weird. Okay, here's another one. Garrett Temple. Oh, I know him. Yeah, he played... Um, oh, I, I'm not sure, because I looked him up on... Um, on uh, Wikipedia, and it says he currently plays for the New Orleans Pelicans. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I believe he was on the Spurs briefly. Oh, really? Actually. Yeah. Hi, he's, he's yeah, my dog's next to me. It's all right. Ignore him. Okay. So, he says this. The first time I played an overseas game, I saw that behind the bench, they had a plastic covering that was see-through and sort of like a half dome that separated you from the fans. I asked my teammates, what is that for? Why is that behind our bench? And they said, it's because fans used to throw things at the players and still do in a lot of countries. <laughs> yeah. They would throw batteries and firecrackers and things like that. They would try to throw them on the court and in some cases at the bench to hit the players. At first I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> but it was because fans had thrown so much in this city so that I was glad it was there. Mm. So Philly's not the only one. <laughs> it seems like a very uh, common, like, international thing is just behaving badly or just, like, throwing stuff or being, like, yelling slurs at people. <laughs> so. Yeah, not, I don't know. But anyway, yeah, I just looked real quick. And yeah, Garrett Temple was on the team I cover, the Spurs, for, like, 16 games or something. So, oh, okay. Uh, very briefly, but I do remember him. And yeah, he is yeah. now currently on the Pelicans, who just uh, beat the shit out of the Spurs recently. <laughs> well, that sucks, but sorry. Yeah, yeah, I guess he rebuilding here. I guess he <clears throat> is appreciative of the American fans mm-hmm. that we don't throw our batteries <laughs> at them. Right. Yeah. Okay. Last one. I only picked three. Okay. Okay. So this is from Willie Reed. Mm, old school, I think. Yeah, he played abroad in 2015, which is not... Oh, not old school. Willie Reed, yes. Yeah. Okay. I think I was thinking of Willis Reed, maybe, who might be a different guy. Mm. Well, name confusion is actually part of the story. <laughs> okay. He says, when I was playing in the Dominican Republic, they actually marketed me as Willis Reed's son. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Willis Reed played in like the maybe the 60s, I'm thinking. Yeah. Uh, that was funny to me. I told them like a million times, hey, I'm not Wallace Reed's son. Willis Reed. Willis Reed, I'm sorry. Willis Reed's son. I don't know if it was a language barrier barrier, or if it was just a marketing tool, but they kept saying it. <laughs> My grandmother and father had told me that they were related to uh, Wallace Reed. Willis Reed. Will- Willis Reed. <laughs> You're really having trouble. And I'm, I'm mixing them up. Yeah. He had apparently my grandmother's first cousin, who was apparently my my grandmother's first cousin. But I never got the chance to meet him or anything, and I'm definitely not his son. <laughs> but everywhere we went throughout the Dominican Republic, everyone was like, hey, that's Willis Reed's son. It was one of the few things they knew how to say in English. So it's not like I could explain that I wasn't the son <laughs> and get all of that. Um, the team just kept saying it. And a ton of people who showed up at the games because they wanted to see Willis Reed's son. <laughs> no matter how many times I told them otherwise. I just thought it was hilarious. They thought the entire time I was over there, I was there and I was there for nearly two months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Willis Reed was like a Hall of Famer, like a uh, champion. Yeah, but he's uh, he's Wally Reed. Yeah. This guy's Willie Reed, right? Willie, yeah, Willie Reed. <laughs> 
I could see the confusion. Is it R E E D? Yeah, yeah, R E E D. At least that it's not R E I D or something because both are R E E D. Yeah. So yeah, those uh, are some funny stories I found from players who played abroad. Nice, very good. I I did not know any of those, so you have passed. I have succeeded in my mm-hmm. quest. Yeah, good job. Ooh. All right, so now to do your part of the episode. I actually came across this. Um, I saw a tweet from, well, from Twitter, obviously, <laughs> that caught my eye about, it was like a the what she said about um, this person was, I was like, this is pretty funny. I got to listen to this episode. So, mm. and it's from um, a podcast, uh, it's mostly a basketball podcast called Spinsters and is hosted by um, Haley O'Shaughnessy. She's like um, writer and podcaster and stuff. Oh, okay. And, and it's two women that host it. And then they had another, uh, they had a writer named, uh, I guess it's Bronwyn Clark. And Bronwyn? Yeah, it's a strange name. But she, so she tells the story of Senda Berenson Abbott who is known as the mother of women's basketball. Oh, okay. So this is, and there's a lot of themes that will you will see that are kind of common to the stories you tell me <laughs> all the time, uh, which we'll be shaking our heads at, I'm sure. So um, let's begin. I'm scared. <laughs> Senda was born March 19th, 1868, which is actually happy birthday. Oh. It's March 19th when we're recording this. I just <laughs> noticed that today. Um, she was born, but this is 1868. So she's yeah, she, she's probably dead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she was born in Vilna, I don't know how to say it, Governorate, I'm butchering it, Lithuania. So she was born oh, in Oh, yeah. Lithuania. Don't, don't even try. Yeah, I should have just said Lithuania. Don't, you, we don't want to insult our Lithuanian well, I, listeners. I got to give the full experience of reversing the, <laughs> the episode. <laughs> just butcher a lot of things. She looked... Nothing like someone who would eventually revolutionize a sport. So I, f- I should preface um, a lot of this. I'm just straight taking from the, what she was saying in the podcast mm. or quoting. I'm mostly quoting um, and then just or just um, paraphrasing. Uh, so this is not me saying this. Uh, she looked nothing like someone who would eventually revolutionize the sport. She was, quote, the paragon of female biological inferiority. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's really rude. <laughs> no, that's why I wanted to. What does that mean? I like to say that before I. <laughs> well, this is not I'm, my words. But I mean, we I mean, don't. We don't know. Well, I mean, what is a ideal woman back in that time? Okay. Well, it describes she was very frail and sickly, <laughs> with piercing green eyes, and she resolutely hated exercise. <laughs> so that's why. They, that's why they're saying she was like the opposite. I of mean, what you the, resolutely is a very strong word. All of these are strong words. <laughs> Very frail and sickly, <laughs> piercing. I think, and the green eyes are cool. Yeah, I mean, green eyes are fine. Yeah, I just threw that in there, um, just to give her some props. <laughs> Lithuania was under control of the Russian Empire at the time. Her father was a merchant of lumber, which was a standard business for Jews. That was their family. Oh, okay, so they did deal with wood. Yes, uh, he then moves to America looking for a better life after anti-Semitism started to rise, and be and so he went to America and became a peddler of pots and pans. Yeah, that's a good move on his part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, in eighteen seventy-five, so the, like when she was seven, okay, uh, the rest of the family joined him, and they anglicized their name to Berenson. So this is where she, she became known as Senda Berenson. Mm. Um, her father was a bit angry and ill-tempered. 
the author of uh, Senda's autobiography, or not auto, uh, biography, wrote, there seemed to be a sense of relief when her father died finally. <laughs> he was always picking them apart and criticizing them. She was so, uh, Senda was so physically weak and had such persistent back pain that she couldn't even make it through a full year of school. Dang, well, at that point, you think like she has some kind of disease or something. <laughs> yeah, there's not, something's not right there. Yeah. She doesn't get a high school diploma, but her brother Bernard was a cool dude. He was, this guy was cool. He, he tutored her at home and he kept her supplied with books, even as he went to Harvard. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, so he helped her out. Of course, higher education opportunities were mostly available only to middle and upper class white women at the time. Mm. At this time. Well, I, at least they're available to women. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll say that. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's, uh, they're moving up a little bit at this time. Um, there had been a lot of concerns. Wait, isn't she white? I mean. Well, I guess she's not upper class, though. Yeah. Because she's frail. It's like middle or upper, but I don't she's she's probably lower. Yeah. On the ground in pain. <laughs> um, there had been a lot of concern at this time that if young women are educated, all of their vital energy would be drained from their reproductive systems by their brains. <laughs> this is where it starts to turn. Yeah, don't don't understand that logic. This, I, I don't is understand it, the obsession. I, with, you, you can make that argument that like men become are dumber because... All the blood rushes to the penis so they can have boners. That's that's kind of like the same logic. Mm-hmm. If, like if this is an alternate universe and it was like men that were seen as like second class, then that might have been like, what's wrong with those? Why do they get those hard things? They, they need to focus more on cooking. <laughs> <laughs> um, the anti-suffrage claim was that these women would, quote, be afflicted with short hair, coarse skin, asymmetrical figures, loud voices, tastelessness in dress, and an unattractive appearance and character. Wait. So th- they, they would be afflicted with that if they were if Educate. they would try to get educated. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess I'm fucked. Yeah. <laughs> Senda was known for being shy, but also incredibly charming. She's interested. Uh, she was interested in arts and music, and uh, went to the Boston Conservatory of Music to study classical piano. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, but soon after enrolling, she drops out because her back makes it too painful for her to practice. There's something wrong with her back. <laughs> I'm telling you, because I mean, I have back issues, but like, if I don't work out for a few days, I'm I'm good. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just more like from the workout, but. Uh, what workouts make your back sore? Shouldn't your back be okay? Well, well. <laughs> Because it, it, sometimes when I do, um, You're doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens. Like yeah. with, um, what's it, what's it called? To pull something or yeah. Um, what's the exercise called that I did? Um, a squat. <laughs> no. <laughs> Push up. <laughs> um, it was. Um, oh, curl. <laughs> I don't remember. It's yeah. one when you like have a big like weight. weight and you like bend down and lift it up like that. Deadlift. Deadlift. That's it. Yeah. That's yeah. Oh yeah, I, those are easy to mess your back up. Yeah, that's that's what it did so, yesterday. Anyway, she couldn't really sit still and let's sit at a piano because of her back. So desperate for for a solution, she goes to the Boston Normal School of Gymnastics. Normal school? What does that mean? <laughs> Is it like the normal type gym? <laughs> it's <laughs> it's basically a PE teacher school. Is what how they described it. So people go there to learn to be gym teachers. Yeah, I guess. Um, 
that's basically what it was. And it was um, in Boston. She was quoted as saying, gymnastic work did not interest me. And the simplest exercises made me ache all over. <laughs> Great well, choice then. <laughs> well, yeah, because your back is fucked up. I know. Up. You can't really do anything. You gotta like go see like a, well, probably not a doctor at this point. Because yeah. they probably don't, I don't know, know a lot chiroprac- of... chiropractors were a thing. I don't know. I feel like <coughs> they'd be better than like neurologists. Mm. I, don't, I don't even think that was a thing back no, then. Yeah, there's a lot of things that didn't exist yet. <laughs> she said, after five minutes of standing erect, I had to lie flat on three stools. Oh my God. And that seems even less comfortable. That might be what how she got hurt in the first place. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like it, if that's the only comfortable position, mm. then she's just like be chill until. Yeah. So she hated the school from the beginning. She was trying to bide her time until she could get back to music as soon as she could sit upright at a piano for a longer period than five minutes. <laughs> a few months in, so she stays there, though. Hey, she could be like, she could she could have done something cool, like somehow learn how to play the piano on her back. <laughs> yeah. But I guess it's not the, the story. Wait, not do you that. mean like, while laying on her back? Yeah, like oh, going okay. like, yeah. something like that. Yeah, That'd be yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, A few months in, she realized she was becoming much stronger and more balanced physically and intellectually. It's impossible to tell how my life had altered, she said. I had changed an aching body to a free and strong mechanism, ready and eager for whatever might come. My indifference had changed to deep conviction, and I wanted to work only in physical education (laughs) so they might help others um, as I'd been helped. So she she does like a 180 here. Yeah. uh, That she stayed there long enough and, and... Maybe just with how her dad was treating her or something, they just weren't really getting any stretches or exercise or anything (laughs) before because after a while doing this, a few months in, she was good to go. That's cool. Yeah. She became all about phys ed at this point and started teaching it. The school built a a facility for women for her to teach in, but she starts to face a lot of pushback from faculty, administration, and students. For what? Hardly anyone knows what, quote, physical education is. (laughs) And many looked down at her department, saying it's not a serious field of study. So that's what what they were kind of going. I mean, if you're looking at it through, like, a gym teacher perspective. Yeah. Well, they all weren't. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But it's kind of like... I just wonder why they made the facility. (laughs) But anyway, (laughs) beyond that... Her Yiddish accent was seen as funny by colleagues and students. Many oh. made comments about Jews that made her uncomfortable. Oh, wow. So they're anti-Semitic too. <laughs> well, at least it won't murder her. Yeah. Or cause uh, well, a genocide well, of her entire well, people. Oh, okay. Yeah, because she left. Yeah. yeah. There's a fear. Oh, I guess her dad did. There's a fear on campus that exercise could injure the delicate mechanism of the female body. I don't know why they keep calling it a mechanism. That's weird, first of all, <laughs> like like it's a machine that just pumps out babies, <laughs> right? Uh, I mean, again, I hurt myself all the time. I'm always sore, but I never my ovaries are never sore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or or what what is it called? Um, my uterus. Yeah. My my uterus is never sore. <laughs> How did you get injured earlier? Just from like we were barely doing anything and. Uh, we're fixing something in the house or something and you you got injured oh um i think we were throwing the ball to joaquin oh yeah yeah but But it's because he collided into your hand yeah and i started bleeding a little bit because his his like his tooth like he went straight into my he was trying to catch the ball yeah 
You hurt your finger mechanism. See, <laughs> see that's that's legitimate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, nobody knows how much physical activity they can handle or how much it would violate womanly decorum. That was all part of their argument. Hmm. Still, she's able to convince enough people to give the program a chance. She was the PE teacher for the entire Smith School and was in charge of 400 students. Oh, dang. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's too many. It's <laughs> too many. Students were supposed to write down uh, what exercise they did on cards she provided, but they rarely did and were very unenthusiastic. I guess something's going to change. <laughs> she then starts to look for a way to get them excited about the class. Um, at this time, or I guess pretty much any time, asking women to play outside in a Massachusetts winter was a non-starter. Oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she had to find an indoor game. By the way, so... Y- because you were in Pennsylvania around yeah. this time, right? So was that well, not was it, not around that time. Well, not, my parents were not alive. <laughs> I mean, when you're <laughs> around this time and you're growing up, like in yeah. school, was was it like in winter? Was everything just indoors, or was it just like to um, do stuff like at physical stuff? Do you remember? Yeah, yeah. For the most part, like we would play like badminton mm. or um, like in high school we did like dance yoga um yeah and yeah we don't think we went outside for the gym <laughs> at all yeah so that i guess that's one of the benefits of the cold weather well, you have to find indoor yeah i mean i'm not saying some fun stuff can be indoor. if there was snow definitely not but yeah. i feel like maybe sometimes even if it was cold outside we would do something outside for like a little bit yeah so this is where it really benefits everybody because she hears about one about a game that was just invented in Springfield that's played with a ball in a peach basket. We all uh, know this story. Yeah, go go back to episode insert <laughs> number yeah. here yeah. when I talked about this. It had to be the sports one. Yeah. Do you remember his name? Oh, God. No, right? No. I mean, but you'll recognize it. Yeah. So the when the game t- was called the basketball, mm-hmm. <laughs> baseball. By James Naismith. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I just remember they had like the we're trying to find a basket, and they're like, "Well, how about this peach basket?" Yeah. They're that like, oh, "Sure, why not?" Yeah. So she tested out with her students with some modifications because it was a man's game after all. <laughs> she says, uh, "We no sooner tried it that we liked it. We picked a freshman and sophomore team to play a match game. <laughs> like a, <laughs> a match game. the The girls go wild for it." She organizes the first official game of women's basketball, which is freshmen versus sophomores, and it's like around 1900. When oh, okay. All doors were locked. Men weren't allowed in the interest of modesty. <laughs> they weren't allowed to watch. What? They can't handle like boobs jiggling a little bit? Well, you'll see that wasn't the case <laughs> um, because I'll get into that in a little bit. Sanda didn't think many would show up to this game. So she was very surprised to see a line of students forming around the building. Hmm. The whole college with class colors and banners turned out. They filled the balcony, she said. They stood all along the walls and screamed. As one uh, spectator recalls, the cheering and screaming was a high-pitched sound no one had ever heard before, and it was deafening. (laughs) It was basically when people realize what cheering is, (laughs) which is weird to think about. Like the first person to cheer in a game. Um... There were local newspapers that said players were racing around. A player who was playing center 
dislo- dislocated her shoulder at the initial jump ball. Oh, <laughs> like the start of the game. You know a jump ball, right? You just yeah stand at the center court and tip it backward. Yeah, she dislocated her. Sh- oh, she, how hard did she hit the ball? I gotta say, not a great argument for <laughs> women being able to handle the sport. <laughs> Immediately dislocate your shoulder. But anyway, um, of course, there's immediate backlash to this game. It's criticized for being distasteful and unwomanly. It's accused of eroding, oh, this is a quote, <laughs> eroding sacred concepts of womanhood as previously well-bred young ladies could be seen running, falling, shrieking in excitement. Worst of all, calling each other by nicknames. I don't know why that's worst of all. First of all, <laughs> there was falling in there. Um, I mean, I don't know what's bad about running either. There's just a lot, a lot of things that women should have been doing. Yeah, and I feel like the slurs that they use in their everyday life is probably a lot worse than the nicknames <laughs> they're like calling each other like yeah i feel like i'm trying to think of a nickname of a girl at that time oh so they they brought oh. up and oh. oh okay yeah. I, I was just trying i was gonna think of names but they did actually yeah have- they brought one up like she looked like what would they have called each other and one of them was like weisenheimer <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh my god and like now it's like bitch <laughs> um so there was weisenheimer and there was a there was one called goop that mean you were stupid or something goop which i think is like yeah a magazine now or something <laughs> um one la times reporter would write of a high school game there's something disquieting in the grim and murderous determination with which young ladies would chase each other all around the court. <laughs> murderous? I know. Like, calm down. Right? Chase each other all around the court. Just women make an angry face and they're like, oh, I'm about to get murdered. Yeah. Doctors, can you imagine um, if they hurt or helped the situation when they were asked about? <laughs> Probably hurt. Yeah. They did not help. They claim that playing basketball will give girls tuberculosis. What? How does that make any sense? <laughs> I don't even... Yeah. And cause malnutrition, chronic fatigue, and infertility. <laughs> I don't know. What I mean, do you think they're doing in it? I know guys aren't Are they like just the punching each other in the ovary <laughs> several times? <laughs> A lot of these... Ouch. I mean, the only thing that might be believable is fatigue, but even well, uh, chronic fatigue, like, I don't know. Well, I mean, you could do that with just like cleaning all day yeah <laughs> which is what they should have been doing in the first place but we'll get into that later <laughs> a girl so they they also said a girl playing basketball on her period was especially dangerous as the physical and emotional element of competitive sports would exacerbate an already unstable condition <laughs> it would cause irregularities to her cycle that would hinder her most important function reproduction did you know that um women before had a lot less periods than women do now Mm-mm. Yeah, because apparently, like, like back in the day, because of like malnutrition, um, and like women, like just kept getting pregnant more often than women do now. Mm. They had like the third of the periods that women do now. Oh, wow. Yeah, must be nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I'd rather have all these periods than have a lot of kids. kids. That's true. Yeah. Um, due to blowback. She makes adjustments to the game to make it less dangerous. She divides the court into three sections in which people had to remain in, like they were assigned to a section, and they had to stay in that section the throughout the game. The fans? No, the the players. Oh. She, like, so that they wouldn't, like, 
ball hog or they wouldn't like foul each other and stuff so you're basically in you had to stay in the section so what i'm imagining is like two or there's three sections so maybe there's one that's further down court and then two that are closer yeah weird though because if you're in the far court like can you even shoot (laughs) there was no threes or anything but anyways um some of the other rules included things like no grabbing the ball from another player's hands (laughs) So no stealing. Okay. No dribbling more than three times before passing or shooting. No holding the ball for more than three seconds. No guarding each other. <laughs> <laughs> no falling down on the court. That was considered a foul. Wait. So even if you trip? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Or if you flop. Like James Harden would be fucked in these rules. <laughs> um, parents still didn't think that was enough. And they organized to try to get the sport abolished. Senda begins, so she always has, tries to come up with an answer. She begins an approach called cookies and milk. Okay, good so far. <clears throat> Any idea what that would mean? Like mixing white people with black people? <laughs> I mean, that's what the NBA is, but that's not quite what she's doing. And joining basketball, so this is what it is. She, she's joining basketball with a charity event or a fancy dinner. So it wasn't the primary focus of a gathering. So it was deemed a little more acceptable for parents if it was paired as a form of entertainment after a dinner or something. So like they would basically say, all right, well, let's have like a let's have a dinner for the school or like a fancy thing. And then after just go watch a game and oh, like, somehow that would make it a little bit better. better. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't I don't get that logic. Yeah, I, I guess it's kind of when, when they do like here's a. Uh, you get a two tacos if they score over 75 points. <laughs> That's kind of a, a variation of that, <laughs> mm-hmm. but a lot more advanced. Um, all right, here's some more about the rules. All players were expected to be womanly at all times. <laughs> foul mouths and manners, uh, bad manners, uh, got timeouts just as personal fouls did. Women had to shoot the ball with their pinkies up. <clears throat> what? <laughs> yeah. I, I had to look at that one twice because I'm like, were they joking? But it seemed like a thing. Like, I don't know. Just like, yeah, she's trying to do it's it right trying now. trying to be fancy. Yeah. And this is my favorite. This is the one. This is the quote that they used that got my attention on Twitter. <laughs> this was um, another thing about the rules um, off of some medical advice. Mm. The two-handed pass was made a foul because it was because it was said to cause the shoulders to be forwardly inclined with consequent flattening of the chest. Wait, so <laughs> doesn't that happen with well, I mean, not the last part, but doesn't that happen with when you just saw it with one hand? I mean, their the motion, I guess. But they they can still do it with one hand though. I guess, but they I guess they're saying that your shoulders go forward and they they think it starts to Make your boobs shrink. Basically, is what the <laughs> it's the logic. That's what the quote said that that made me uh, listen to the episode. Why does it matter when you have a baby? Your boobs will grow anyways, <laughs> and that's all they want, right? They yeah. all want them to have babies. So that was a thing. You couldn't do two handed like shots or passes because uh, your boobs would shrink. The girls originally played basketball in heavy full length skirts, high necked and long sleeved shirt waists, slippers, and corsets. Dang, imagine like if they were able to wear like after playing for so long in those clothes. Yeah. Being able to play like how women dress now in like shorts yeah. and Oh my god, they would love it. They they would like they would dominate because they're so used to all that <laughs> weight on them. Yeah. So this is why I said like there's not gonna be bo- boobs jiggling or anything because they have all that stuff on. Everything is constricting and concealing. Only fingers, necks, and heads are exposed. 
It was not the most comfortable outfit and led to a lot of slipping black eyes and other injuries. <laughs> so ironically, they happened anyways, but it was because of the attire the dress, yeah. and not because of just them being uh, murderous. <laughs> Working as a team was pretty revolutionary for women at the time as they weren't believed to be able to do that well. <laughs> the amount of interest from spectators really drove the sport to new heights and they even had to make rules to calm them down. There were pre-planned cheers handed out in booklets instead of allowing them to just yell whatever they wanted. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> yeah. Women across the country were empowered to realize uh, their own athletic potential thanks to Senda Barron's and Abbott's breakthrough. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. This is like just the good commentary now. But still, there wasn't one set of rules for women as they started to expand the game to other schools. So it made like intercollegiate games impossible because they all had like different rules because it started to spread, but they didn't have a rule book. So Spalding, you might recognize that. That's like the ball, like the Spalding ball. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Their athletic library recruits Senda to create the women's version of rules for basketball. Mm. The first rule that she made was to develop good sportsmanship. The winning team gave a dinner to the defeated team. Speeches oh. of goodwill were made by the captains and gym faculty. Well, that's pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah, that's a very womanly thing to do. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah, we lost, but I got free dinner. So. Yeah, I would lose on purpose. Yeah, D- well, well, depends. It uh, depends. Like, if they're a rich school, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah that's true. Um, but if they're just gonna take me to like, like uh, the local burger shop, I'm just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the Spalding Guide continues to change over the years and becomes a standard for all. In 1905, Senda organizes the Basketball Committee for Women to oversee the publication. So this is like a, a changing rule book and like committee thing. It was constantly changing with one example being about dribbling. Originally, they had unlimited dribbling like the men did. Mm-hmm. You can dribble as much as you want. Then it changed to a three-bounce dribble at knee height. <laughs> then no dribble. Then one what? dribble at knee height. Wait, how, do you, how can you not dribble? Then two. Then three. <laughs> Then back to unlimited. Dribbling was then eliminated in 1910 again, but reinstated after some feedback. Wait, so you just throw the ball to people? <laughs> just throw the ball to each other, yeah. Like, just passing. No dribbling by... I mean, you can probably But then how do you move? You well, just, do you just, you just throw it and then move? <laughs> you, you, you throw it and then they move. And then, and then, then it becomes stagnant and wait for someone to throw it at you? <laughs> I guess so. That's probably why they had some, some um, feedback that said, let's bring it back. You're instated with a single dribble eight years later, eventually going back to unlimited dribble, which is what we have now. (laughs) Every modification was reflective of a change in social norms and expectations of what a woman could or could not do. And the Spalding series became a way of showing what women were actually capable of. Women's basketball ended up being its own separate sport from the men's game created by women for women. Unfortunately, Abbott is hardly known because of how women were thought of as second-class citizens at this time. The Basketball Hall of Fame was a male institution, and it took them way too long to get them to recognize her, so considering this was like in the 1900s. Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, you haven't heard her name before, right? Well, but Senda, no. Parents and Abbott. But to be fair, I don't know a lot of names <laughs> for basketball. But me, I didn't even know her name. Okay. I never heard her name. And that's it's been my thing for... 30 years. Mm-hmm. A protest in 1984 finally got the hall to recognize her in 1985, 31 years after she passed away. But her niece was there to accept for her at the ceremony. That's cool. 
She said, this is a, tr- a tremendous honor for me, and I only wish Senda was here because she'd be truly, truly proud. And uh, I just wanted to end this with something that they found from her, Senda's personal notes, because mm. there's like an archive of different things. Like they have, they even had an invite to like that original game oh, in like- that archive that said like inviting somebody to play center or something, <laughs> <laughs> team. And, and so anyway, um, from her personal notes, she says, Whatever game the men play, we should play. Theoretically, we should be. Practically, we cannot. Women cannot compete with men in physical prowess. And why in the name of all that is sane should we? Why not have our own ambition to go into sport for health, endurance, and the love of it? So, yeah. Nice. That was uh, how Senda Berenson Abbott became the mother of women's basketball and was recognized for it, like... um. 200 years later or something. That's cool. <laughs> or not 200 years later, like 120 so, or something. Yeah. So, That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A see, lot of, what? See, like, just women just defying boundaries and... Prince. Breaking through, yeah. yeah. We'll get to them in a little bit. We're almost done. So. Okay. Our dogs are fuck- licking the hell out of their sacks all episode. <laughs> well, they don't have sacks. Well, whatever they have. They're dicks. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was licking his leg earlier, but anyway. Oh, okay. We're about to end, but yeah, there you go. That's our, uh-oh. The dog's already he, perking up just from me saying, there you go. I know. Um, they know what's about <laughs> to happen. So, yeah, the successful reverse episode. Maybe we'll do another one down the road. This one kind of just came naturally because I came across that story, and it's a historical one, so... Figured why not? Yeah. It's fun to change things up. We might do some other fun things down the road. In the words of Hilary Duff, why not? Is that a song? Yeah. Oh, okay. Everyone else will get it. <laughs> I hope so. And on that or, note... At least Becky will. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go ahead and raise our glasses here. Wait, I'm supposed to do it. Oh, sorry. You're right. Uh, okay. uh, on that... Uh, reset. And <laughs> <clears throat> uh, three, two. And on that note, it's time to raise our glasses... And go grab a refill. Alright, bye. Come on, Keen. You want a treat? Treat with King. Smack me. Slap me in the face. Smack me in the face. Slap me. Smack me harder, pussy.